Welcome everyone to Anime Lounge Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lance, and I am here with my other two co-hosts, Matt and Ricky. We have a great episode here today, and today we are talking about Fire Force Seasons 1 and 2. Each season consists of 24 episodes, making 48 in total. As per tradition, we would like to introduce today's drinks of choice, and today I am drinking Brickyard Straight Bourbon Whiskey. What about you, Matt? Today I am drinking Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and what about you, Ricky? I'm enjoying a Glenmorangie 10 year scotch, and I'm chasing down with a bush light. Alright, so now that we got that taken care of, Matt, do you have a quick summary, you know, something to remind the viewers or the listeners of the anime? You know, we're taking this as everybody's seen it, so there's obviously going to be spoilers or whatever, but uh, go ahead with the summary if you got it. Okay, so this anime is about Shinra Kusukabe, who is a third generation pyrokinetic. He's given the nickname Devil's Footprints by his ability to use fire from his feet and his smile, his nervous smile that he has that makes him kind of look like a devil. He is a part of the Special Fire Force Company H, which features other pyrokinetics, and their goal is to investigate companies one through seven for potential corruption within the fire force. Shinra also learned that his family was not killed in that fire and that the fire was a cover-up to take Sho because Sho has what they call an Adola Burst, which is a purified flame. And people that took him, they call them the White Clads, which are a cult that is trying to gather all of the Adola Burst individuals to bring destruction back to the world that happened 250 years ago. Lance, so what is going to be our license lessons for today? Alright, let's get this started. Today's Lance's lesson is going to be the Japanese word for fire. It is Inoru, spelled I-N-O-R-U. Alright, I like that, Inoru. Nice and simple. You can find that on our Facebook pages. Alright, so, Ricky... Let's talk a little bit more about Fire Force. Uh, what do you want to know, man? Uh, well, what do you like most? What do you like the most? Yeah. Uh, as as we discussed before, it it took me a while to get into it. It like it it took me a little bit. I watched the first couple episodes. I couldn't really get into the the. Well, I guess there was really no storyline yet. But um, give me like a couple episodes in, and it becomes a badass anime, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we, you know, the summary went into with Shinra Kusakabe. He's a great character, but, you know, there's, there's a lot other characters that you get into that it's just incredible that they're stronger than, than he is at the moment. But, you know, you, you get to find other storylines. So I, I, I like that they went into people's story, the backstory. So that's, that's one of my favorite things. What about you, Matt? Uh, definitely one of my favorite things about this is just the the fighting and all of the humor that they have into everything, because they have a bunch of just random funny moments, and then they have a lot of characters. I like that, the fact that it's just not about Shinra, and they get everybody involved into this. I haven't seen too many animes where they talk about, where they bring religion so hard into it. 
and how that's a huge thing. Yeah, how they religion can help dictate pretty much everything because as you you find out that the original emperor, not emperor, but the original priest was actually a part of the White Clan. So it's just one of those things where oh, the ship shifter, yeah, the yep. ship shifter, yeah. yeah, and so it's. How they bring everything together. It, it was really, I really enjoyed that part. And then the the fighting is just it's super intense. How they use all the flames, and then everybody has different abilities, and how they get all the abilities to work together. It was really enjoyed that part. What about you, Lance? Yeah, I think personally, to me, the I know I said this for uh, reincarnated as slime. Just the fight scenes are just so badass, and the uh, what I like to call the base bursting uh, fire attacks. And I think I pulled it up real quick. Let's see if I can uh, play this in the background. Just what I'm talking about. Sight for sore eyes. Okay, maybe I didn't get that right. <laughs> anyway, if you watch clearly, you watch the episodes, and you know what I'm talking about. It's just if I listen to everything like uh, with a microphone or the headphone, like I got something in my ear going at the same time, so I can hear. Everything so so clearly, and just that base busting move. I just I can never get enough of that. They you do that stuff. That, that like fire that goes off of his feet. What are you talking about? No, just anytime they use a fire attack, like oh the, okay, because like, because um, you like you hit on a point that I was about to bring up, where like he hits it like his adola burst. You know, uh, Shinra, just like that sound it makes. Uh huh. It's just it's it's amazing. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I love hearing it. Yeah, every time. Just, to cut just you in off. general, all the fire powers. I love, like, the character development. Yeah. Like, I don't know, if I just want to start talking about a couple of characters. Like, Arthur fucking hated him <laughs> in season, in the beginning of season one through season one. But, like, I grew to really appreciate his dumb self, his comedy. Like, not not that he's a funny guy in himself, but you look at his, you just laugh at his dumbness. And, like, I, I just love how his imagination is what boosts his power, thinking he's a knight and He's running this kingdom. And well, I like, I like the fact that they go into his backstory of why he does this. In, I mean, into season two? Yeah. His, his parents leave him. That's super traumatic. And then the only thing he gets from his, his dad is, hey, use your imagination because that'll help you through life. Because, well, yeah. that's the funny thing that you bring up, too, is like the other people that he was telling this story to, like they called him out. I, got like, I so forgot who abandoned. was all there, but they're like, they called him out like, dude, your parents left you. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, they let, went on a trip. Didn't even phase him. He's totally cool about it. So, before we get into the other characters, who is your favorite character and why? Lance, let me know. Okay, if you're letting me go first, I think I might want to steal a lot of people's favorite. And also, just like what we did in Reincarnated Slime, the name Benny Maru. <laughs> oh, god damn it, man! Of course, I, I, if you let me go, like I said, if you let me go first, I'm gonna steal Benny Maru because God, he's such a badass. And we can see, like, obviously, he's, the way he can take out that uh, that demon infernal, where he fucking rode like a witch's broom up into the sky, <laughs> and then did his his moon blast attack in the sky, so that he does no more damage on the ground. He takes that guy out and. It's just his knowledge of fire attacks and uh, when he introduces Kata that we can talk more about in a little bit with the finger movement and the finger placements. Yeah, he's, he's number one. He's number one for a reason. 
So, sorry to steal that right off the bat, but uh, what about you, Matt? I would definitely say Benny Morrow, but I'm very interested in Joker. Oh, yes. Oh, God damn it, man. So, they, they go into his backstory and just, like, when I first saw him, I'm like, all right, what's going on with this guy? Mm-hmm. And then you see, you get a little, it's kind of like an onion. You get a little bit of all the details, but still not quite to the end. You're talking about his backstory? Talk just him in general, like it's like okay, who oh. is this guy? Because when you first meet him, he's like, all right, this guy's definitely the villain. Yeah, and he's then, like the, the bad guy, but no, I know he's not. So this is perfect. Now that we're talking about him, you know, because I, I, that's one of my favorites too. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't want to forget about this. Uh, they do go into the backstory. You know, he knows Burns, Captain yep. of the Number One Station or yep. Station Number One, or whatever. Yep. And uh, there's this scene where that one guy that was like training him, that kind of like. Beats him up with his whip, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Are they implying? And then he like grabs him, you know, in his chest. Are they implying that you know that he had sexual relations with him? Um, not mm. wanting the. Yeah, it was one hundred percent force. Oh yeah, no, definitely yeah. force. But you know, when he appears from behind and grabs him, it's a. You could definitely imply that yes, yeah, you can, because he says that uh, I want to. Basically, rock like rock him to the bone, like destroy him from the inside. Yeah, um, yeah, and, so and that's kind of what I. It's one of those things you can apply. Yes, that he uh, raped him. Because yeah. I, I knew he had a fucked up backstory. I knew, like, but I'm glad. Like I said, you know why I like this anime. They go into people's backstory, and yeah. they finally went into Joker's. Mm-hmm. And damn, man, like you know, sorry to cut you off, man, but yeah, Joker's probably one of my other favorites too. Which kind of leads me to Captain Burns now. <laughs> I want to. I want to see more of a storyline with those three. Yeah, uh, that'd be that'd be a good one. Good thing to see. And Joker is still just a badass. He's got that that cool factor about him too. Yeah, he's got that magical card attack. He reminds me of Gambit from Gambit. Uh, yeah, X Men. X Men. he's a badass character. I like him a lot. He's just very subtle and everything. Yeah, he's definitely. But he's just as knowledgeable too. As Lance said, all time favorite though. Simon Benny Marl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how he likes him to call. Yeah, Benny Marl likes the first full title. Yes, because he is a traditionalist or imperialist, I think that's what they call him. And he's from uh Station Seven? Yes. Uh-huh. I like I like his um I like his character obviously. I like his demeanor. But I also like his like I don't know, I guess you could kinda of say like his environment. Because, like he he kinda of straight straight up tells him like we don't care about your religion, this and that. You know, we're you know, thanks for inviting us to the fire force, but we're gonna still do our thing. Yeah, right. For some reason, it's like reminding me of like Sons of Anarchy, just that type of mentality. You know, they were in society's eyes bad guys, but they were doing trying they were trying to do good shit. Yeah. So I like I like their station. Yeah. I don't know how I really felt about you know, he's got that uh that modesty to him too, where he doesn't want to be the leader of his oh, company, yeah. like he wants Conroe as superior, basically to make all the rules. He just Shimon, he just wants to just live. Yeah, he wants to live and fight. That's all he wants, and take care of his people. Yeah, he wants he wants to be a Goku kind of thing. <laughs> he wants to find the strongest opponent because he's itching for a good fight. Oh yeah, if you guys haven't picked up on the fights he's been in. Oh yeah, he's always been fighting the like the demon. So his ass. speaking of fights, which got which is your favorite fight for the two seasons? Ooh, not quite prepared for this one. You got one right there. Favorite fight scene. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Well, I guess there's I, a lot of them. I like, guess I can steal one real quick. Go for it. Uh, 
the basically the season finale of season one with uh, Shinra versus Show. Love the concept of slowing down time and speeding up time. How Show can stop time, freeze time, and he can move through it freely. But then Shinra, through his grace that he stole from Show, can go beyond the speed of light to essentially counter slowing down time. And I liked all the fun science stuff they threw into that. That's what really got me going. So I guess I can say that. The fight scene itself was pretty cool, but I think the concept behind all the science stuff is what really brought me in. That one's definitely in my heart for the number one spot. What about you guys? Uh, well, I haven't really thought about a, a great fight scene, but now that you bring that up, it actually brings out a good point that I like, I really like how real it is, like the realism of this anime. Because you have Shinra, who's a fire soldier, mm-hmm. and like, I'm not saying he's stupid, I'm not saying he's dumb, whatever. But he's just like a regular guy that doesn't, you know, he knows his stuff. He knows his street smarts, whatever. But then during that fight with show, you have the scientist, uh, Victor Light, or Leet, whatever his name is. And, uh, he's like analyzing, trying to figure out what show's power is. Right. And so is Shinra. But you obviously see that Victor analyzes it faster, figures it out. And then throughout that episode, He's like telling uh, Shinra, like, "Hey, he can do this because of this, because of that." Right. You know, I like that. It's it's re- it's like realistic that obviously Shinra, he's he's smart, but he's not at a, he's the bonehead that's doing everything. Regardless. He's a grunt. He's yeah. a grunt, right? right. Now. Yeah, but he doesn't have that scientific smartness of himself. So to they understand. make they, they kind of make that connection. Like, hey, how is he going to find out what his brother can do? Well, yeah, we have this scientist. Proved how smart Victor was. So the small, fight. yeah, the oh, yeah. small details is what I really like about this anime. Yeah, man, I guess my favorite one, I would say the sh- show and Shino fight was my second favorite, and then the Joker fight when he fights the shadows, like that entire the entire time when Benny Maru and that whole fight was probably my favorite, just because you get um, Benny Maru being a badass and taking. 20 of the super assassins on at once and it's just like yeah this is is kind of a joke and you get to see all of joker's kind of smoke and mirrors and in that fight probably my favorite fight of them all yeah i I, I would have to agree with you like even though it wasn't like big bombs here and there give me a fight with benny morrow in it bro (laughs) i'll love it anytime (laughs) i love that dude that dude's so nonchalant and i like i said i love i love his humbleness no so I actually did have a question for you guys. What station would you pick and why to oh, be in? Good question. Hmm. Uh, well, station one kind of seems like to be the strongest just because Captain Burns is in there. And then Which we're so most religious in station one. But they are probably the most religious. Then we have, I mean, we only really know in detail of three companies. We have like what? One, seven, and eight. Captain we Burns. Have one. Two, two uh, juggernauts and two. I don't know if you remember juggernaut. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah. I want to talk about that. Uh, that's a great one. So yeah, we do, uh, honestly, we know a lot of states. We know one, mm-hmm. you know, more probably the most religious one. Two, you have juggernaut and you have uh, no, actually juggernaut, and you have that one spiky hair kid with the great precision. I want to talk about that later, by the way. Um, three, mm-hmm. I don't think we meant three. Four, you have four is like the training facility. That's where you met Lieutenant Pond. Or not Pan. Uh, yeah, Pan. And you met that... Uh, oh, Princess Ivana was in Fire Force 5 with all the uh, the ouchies. That's the military. Or who? Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, Ivana. Yeah, she's... 
she was like basically evil in the in the beginning, and oh, she yeah. she turns good, and she has a huge crush on Shinra. Shinra. Oh so my god! Like in she, season two, where uh, that one guy is like, "Oh, is this your boyfriend or something like that?" And then she's like. <laughs> All flustered and hugging herself, like, "Oh, you really think we're together?" Even before and, that, do you remember that episode? Oh, the entire like the second that, half that of episode one. where they were doing the firefighter uh, calendars. Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh my god, man. that fucking filler episode. I was so I was watching that at work. I just wanted to make sure no one was watching me watch that episode. Bunch of half naked dudes. Hey, bro, I feel you on that. So I was uh, I was in my living room, and the kids were at school. You know, I was just hanging out. My room. I was trying to catch up, and you know, I got a seventy inch TV. And it's facing outside. I got a huge, <laughs> I got a huge now you bay got the window. Public world. I, ha- I have a huge bay window, and I'm Please watching it. I'm chilling, you know, I'm trying to catch up, taking notes. And I see this episode, and they're like just flexing as you're like, well, yeah, anybody watches me watch. I feel this. I feel ashamed of myself first of all, <laughs> and then I'm like this huge bay window's behind me, and I'm on the couch, and I, I'm looking back there. It's like. All right, I should probably shut the curtains. Yeah, <laughs> but it seems a little suspicious shutting the curtains in the middle of the day <laughs> when there's beautiful sunlight coming in. Yeah, and you see some tissues off to the side. Not kidding. <laughs> uh, just to kind of give a one story for all the fire. Yeah, uh, go for it. That'll be fire companies. So one is they call it the Holy Soul Temple. So that's Company One, and then Company Two is the Army's Company. Yep. Three is Hydra's. Hydra Industries, okay. and then that's... Four the, is the training company, I know that. Four is the training one. So the third one is the one where Captain... The Captain from, from 8, uh, drawn a blank on his name. Obi? Obi. He witnessed the guys basically placing bets. Oh, on, yeah. So that's the third... That's fire. That's the fir- third company. And then Placing four, bets on what? On the, taking out the strongest infernals. Yeah. Like, and, oh, we got... Uh, I don't know, it was earlier in season one, the reason why Captain Obi wanted to create his own force with, uh, what, Lieutenant Hinawa? Yeah. Um, is because there was that lady that her husband was turning infernal, but Company 3 oh. re- refused to even yep. take care of that one single infernal because all of the employees wouldn't have got paid enough because it was just a whatever infernal. It wasn't going to be worth their time, essentially. So he went in there and... Put it to rest by himself. That's where he met the lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah, right afterwards. And then the lieutenant's like, I respect you. So that was uh, company three, and then four is the training company, and five is with Kibana. Six is the medical one. So that's where Shinra gets his surgery from. Yeah. And then seven is obviously Betty Maru's, and then eight is. Obvious. Just kind of go quick once through about it. Perfect. All right. So back to the question: What force would you guys join? Matt, go ahead. Uh, I would probably probably want to go with seven, just because they're the most. We kind of just want to do what we want to do and leave it at that. Let us be our own company. We'll help. We'll do what we can. But other than that, don't get me involved. Right. And because they they do practice their own kind of religion, which is the, basically everybody for themselves, and then they're not too religious in any other aspect, and they kind of just want to do their own thing, and be strong, and I can appreciate that. What about you, Ricky? <sighs> any chance I can get close to Shimon or Benny Morrow, man, <laughs> I'm going with him, Station 7, just because of that dude. Like, I, 
you know, just just talking about him again, I kind of want to bring up a, a just a dumb scene that I'm just kind of upset about is when she, uh, Ben and Morrow and Joker try to break break into the well, they break into the Holy Temple, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Ben and Morrow got hit by a a poison dart. A something. poison dart. Yeah. What was that about? Uh, so the basically one of the cardinals had a blow dart and hit him with poison that was supposed to basically kill, like, an elephant. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I understand that fact. But he was How able the to... fuck did that poison dart get to him? That's kind of the point. It's like, you couldn't see it. It happened so quick. And... Because they did explain that they, like, shot at him. Yeah. Well, but not really. They, you know, he picked... The uh, Joker picks it up as a poison dart, you know, whatever, but... But that's this, of, Benny Morrow can see like almost, like he's so fucking fast he can see everything he can sense everything like uh, how does that little poison dart get to him? Oh yeah, like yeah, he's, I'm, he's I'm so, glad he didn't kill him. Like, right, like he's so gifted in the combat world. How did this slide past yeah, him? Exactly, right. Like okay. you can hear somebody's breath that's trying to kill you. The breath, the, the breath, breath of, of death, life. the breath, breath of life, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you, but a poison dart, like a dart. Mm-hmm. There's there's no killing intent behind a dart. It's just an inanimate object. Well, I, I get that, but still, sure. man, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you watch these types of animes, you see, like, oh, he's, he's very powerful, but a little darts gonna <laughs> potentially kill him. I was, dude, when he when he went face down on the fucking pavement, <laughs> I was like, I don't even want to watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they show his strength because he gets up because it didn't affect him that well. So uh, I guess, I guess that whole scene was just to prove. How badass he is. Yeah. But obviously we know. Mm-hmm. So after my little rant, Lance, what do you think? What, um, what, is, what is your favorite? I want some Hibana action. I want her to step <laughs> on me with some Company 5 is my shit. No, I'm kidding. Let's, let's just be lame and go Company 8. You know, we see them often enough. We see how much fun they have. We see their training regimen. Uh, Captain Obi, you got to give him his respect. The dude's fucking badass. He doesn't have any firepower, and yet there he is. Taking on anything and everything. I train every day. Yeah. That's his that's his quote, bro. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if you know, if I wasn't working my fucking twelve hour shifts, that would motivate me to get in that gym and pump a little bit harder. But yeah, just Captain Obi, I can follow him. He's in, and uh uh Lieutenant uh Hinawa with his Crazy looking eyes. You guys ever notice how crazy he looks? Oh yeah, God, and horrible sense of style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, horrible. Yeah, they, they make a point of that one. But yeah, I can follow those two. Really motivating. You guys want to talk about uh, some characters that we may not like? Do you have a character that you don't like? Yeah, fucking Victor Lee. <laughs> Why? The way he talks bothers the crap out of me. I kind of like he sells his little craziness. Oh, it definitely sells the craziness, and like I can give the respect of. His character, but it still bothers me. Really? Yeah. Well, you guys, I really don't know what's going on here, but I don't know, something along those lines. <laughs> Damn, hey, that was spot on, man. That was pretty good impersonation. Like he cares, but he doesn't care, and like whatever. But like I don't know, it's just just a little tick that always <laughs> punches at me. So he bothers you because of his voice. I mean, what about his character? Oh, like I totally love how smart he is about everything. And like in season two, where he explains, like when the in season two, when the what, the girl that makes all the infernals explode, so the tunnels are going to be flooded with fire. Yeah, he explains that since they're underground, the flames would extinguish themselves if uh, what was it Tamaki or Maki? I think it was Maki. Maki, Maki and her brother 
force the fire even further into the ground to put themselves out because it's already cold and whatnot. I, you know, just I, I, I just I agree with you on that. I like the science on on it. Yeah, that's that's his only redeeming factor. It's, it's, when he talks, oh, maybe if I listen to him in Japanese, maybe it'll be a different story. I guess I only watched this in English, so I don't know the difference. And but when, uh, you, when you read the manga, it's you're not gonna know the difference anyway. <laughs> you just kind of get to whatever personality you want out of him. Yeah, right. I take him just kind of as your, your scientist who's like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. And then he's there anyway, so. You guys have any uh, characters you disliked? Um, I definitely can't say I didn't like any characters. I know. Or One thing I'll bring up. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't like any characters? Or not that I didn't. There's no characters that I disliked. Oh, okay. Uh, one thing I'll bring up is something that I saw on like, the internet quite a bit. It's just a lot of people complaining about like how useless the women are. Like there's no. I think they like to do that for like every anime. And I see that a lot. And you see, like some of them, they actually do some development in it. So I, mm-hmm. I don't quite understand why everybody hates them. Because so like Tamaki is like Tamaki is pointless. So it's like if you watch the end of season two, she's getting a little bit of character development. Yeah, at first she's kind of just there, but being a fan service. But not every single character. Well, there's definitely fan service. <laughs> not as much as others. Tamaki no, is yeah, the Tamaki, fan Tamaki is the fan service. And then, uh, yeah. So it's, but at least, you know, they didn't just put her there and then say, oh, here you go. They're attempting, they're just mm-hmm. taking a bit of her to actually develop more beyond what she was as a person. Right. Just kind of something I want to bring up. Ricky, are there any characters you didn't like? Uh, honestly, this. No, everybody kind of ties in and kind of puts in their little uh, worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the best word I can use. No, there's actually no character I didn't like. I, I, I just liked. I, I kind of liked everybody. Everybody puts in their stories in there and kind of puts in whatever they're worth. Um, if I can kind of like twist it up a little bit, there is one character that I'm disappointed about. Is season two later on in season two. When they go into the Nethers again, I can't remember his name, but it's that one character that uh, Juggernaut knew. He went to school with him, the academy with him, uh-huh. and uh, he's a badass. You know, they explain he's a badass. He can like, well, he see, can see heat. He can see everything. He can see heat. He can see where you are. Oh, I know and then, exactly and then he gets going. sliced. His head just plops his, off, yeah, just his, like that. He, he just gets killed in the second. And it's like, oh, bro. Yeah, they, they get they get they like a, made him a badass character. Man. You got like <laughs> half an episode to see how this guy is, how cool he is, and. Boom, he's gone. And then three steps forward and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, I was starting to look forward to that guy, too. Yeah, so I, I was kind of excited to see him a little bit more. They killed him off the same fucking episode they kind of <laughs> introduced him. Yeah. Right. But he so. was a cataclysm, cata- catalyst for Juggernaut. True. Becoming what Which, he became, so... Which was going to be my next person that I disliked was Juggernaut. Um, really? Yeah, just because... Okay, I agree with you. Go ahead, um, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Not necessarily that I hated them, but just points that uh, I. It's just the people that sit there and complain a lot and don't want to have any worth are always the annoying characters in my eyes. Because like he never like he wanted to join because he wanted to get stronger. He's always afraid of fire, and I was always really annoying. Even though he had like these missile attacks, and in season two he brings up that Gatling gun, which is pretty badass. I mean, he definitely redeemed himself after what's his name De- got decapitated, and he wanted to save Tamaki. But I didn't like how quick they were going to make him survive everything. Like, this dude's getting holes blown in him left and right. 
I don't understand that. Every that's single that's one a of great them. point. I want to uh-huh. get into that later. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, so he survives all of that. Like I don't. I'm not going to give hate on his southern accent because there's nothing wrong with that and his potato obsession. That I was, like that they did I like, bring. I like they try bringing like a different culture. Oh yeah, and to me that was that was more comical than anything. Like yeah. I can appreciate that. But like I said, it's just his complaining that I disliked. But then again, when he wanted to protect Tamaki, that's when he started getting redeemed. I can I can really go for him there. But yeah, they brought him back to life. Like I think a total of three times. Like first time was like the beginning of season two, I think it was, where he got holes blown in him when they were in uh, the Tokyo Empire or whatever it was. Uh, the Tokyo, no, sorry, the Chinese Peninsula. Yeah, and he got like he died out there, but he didn't really die. And then he like died twice in season two in the same episode where he got all his holes blown in him, but he didn't die. And then at the end of that fight, he appeared dead. And then, like, two episodes later, they drag him outside of the, the nether, and then some other force says, yeah, he's going to make it. Like, uh, I mean, just... Yeah, even though he's bleeding now from, he's, his, from his right arm and his left leg. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. I mean, if he's, you're going to put so much emphasis on him being dead, make a character die, and add some true drama to the series. It's almost like a little fairy tale right now. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, it's like Kitty Play. Nobody, nobody dies. Nobody dies. I mean, of course people die. I mean, they do did get... get Decapitated. Yeah, but we weren't invested. You know, yeah, we, we weren't. Well, yeah. Uh, what was it, Raka? Rekka. 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 Is that the star guy or is that yeah, the, the star jingle, guy? The star guy. Hell yeah. Just getting blasted right through the chest. Technically, we were invested until we realized he was a terrible person. We were invested for that episode. It was an episode long. You know what I mean? Or it might have been two. Yeah, I think it was two. Eh, I don't know. I might have It was, it was one episode for the. My stars! <laughs> What episode for the fight? But to be able to get invested, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, yeah, so that was another badass character that I kind of wanted to see develop. But he was a powerhouse. He was a bad guy. (laughs) He was a bad guy. And then he gets blasted through the chest. Rekka? Yeah, Rekka. My stars? No, he gets uh, sniped. He gets frozen by his... By his... uh, by the jiggle guy. And And then he gets sniped by Arrow or something. Uh, By Shul's protector. Wasn't that through his head? Sniper. No, no it's through his chest. Oh, it was through his chest? Oh, I don't know why I thought it was head. He gets sniped by uh, Shul's protector. Shul's guardian. Arrow. Yeah. It was Arrow, wasn't it? Arrow. Yeah. The yeah, fire is a guardian, though. Yeah, yeah. Because you have, you have the Adolaverse, or what do they call? The pillars. The pillars. The pillars. Yeah, the pillars, and then you have the guardian. So uh-huh. the, the, cla- the guardians. Who's your favorite guardian? Oh, man. I can say one. Go for it, Lance. Um, well, in season one... In the beginning of season two, I really hated him. Haumea's uh, guardian. Uh, crap, I'm running a blank on his name right now. I'm trying to look through my notes. Oh, to see yeah, I think I know you're talking about. You're talking about the black guy? Yeah, uh, the one who can absorb, absorb. the kinetic energy or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then fire it back. Oh, what's his name? That's my favorite. Yeah, uh, I was looking for his Chiron. name. Tyrone. Tyrone? Uh Yeah, Tyrone. He's. I hated him at first because like the way he spoke was very offbeat and like <laughs> like his the, I don't know his English his English speaker just didn't sound like he was invested in who this was but then eventually he started showing his colors about how badass he was and then I also like he also in one episode he f- like starts charging up like a fire Kamehameha wave or like a Kamehameha or a oh can I cut you for sure a quick second I did want to mention that they do as far as I know as far as I picked up, they do have like two little like shout outs. They have a Captain America shield 
uh, where the captain from Station 8 throws his, like, armor or his shield, and it looks like Captain America's armor or his shield. Mm-hmm. And then they do have, what's his name, Jerome? The the Guardian? Charon. 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 They do have Charon. He does have, like, a Ryu look. I was going to say, so, like, so Ryu like a street fighter. Is, uh, Hidoken. Yeah, I put that in my notes. Like, Kamehameha slash Hidoken, little uh, blast attack. I mean, that's such a basic kind of attack to use, but, like, it makes you think of that. And it was pretty awesome. And then how he uh, reflected that that new kid's, that new pillar's attack. Bro, I thought he was At the dead. moon. I thought he oh, was Oh, I thought dead. he was going to die after he reflected it, too, but at the same time, I guess I'm glad he survived. Yeah, what was his name? The kid's name? Uh, uh, Nadaku. Nadaku, yeah. The little orange haired kid that uh, stars turned into the, a, the sixth that, pillar. Yeah, yeah. sixth pillar. Yeah, Nadaku's got the stars in the back of his head, and he always wants to please him and his and his mom. Yeah. Oh, bro, so let me talk about that. You know, coming from, obviously, me and Matt are fathers, coming from a background like that, dude, episode like 17, I think it was, they really. They really hit that note on like families where uh, they put a lot of pressure on these kids. Man. Season two, seventeen. Yeah, yeah season two, episode seventeen. Yeah. My bad. But yeah, they really hit a note, you know, especially for parents. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously anybody can watch anime, but the pressure that they can put on kids and stuff. Holy shit, man! Mm-hmm. Like they were like digging into it with this kid, like you know, perfect scores, this and that. How did you not get an A? This and that. Right. I mean, we can also reflect on the Japanese culture because oh, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. just kind of how it is at the same time but to reflect on that but now that uh nadaku has talked about a little bit let's continue with uh favorite guardians matt you have a favorite guardian i think only because of her ability is ritsu what's her i see you yeah, have her pulled up name her abilities or she could do the and who uh, she's protecting um she was protecting the fifth pillar so technically that'd be inka she, inka yep yeah Inca. Inca. And she that. could do the uh, necromancer stuff, so she could bring all the people back from the dead. Yeah, uh, I love that. I was so like just zombie yeah. stuff in general always piques my interest. And That's some creepy shit, bringing that shit back. That was awesome. Yeah. What was her name again? Uh, her name is Ritsu. Ritsu. Okay. And what about you, Ricky? Oh, Sharon, man. <laughs> like I said, uh-huh. you, you get to see like okay, he's obviously a guardian. He's obviously like there to protect the person that he's supposed to protect, and he would do anything for him. He would do anything for any of the pillars. You, you saw that when he yep. took that uh, blast from uh, what's his name? Not, not a coup. Yep. You see like a human side out of him, like like a humble human side, where he's trying to ask like the what's her name that he's guarding? Hamea. Hamea. He's trying to ask her like, you know, these types of questions, trying to get shit right just so he does a good mm-hmm. job. And like he gets kind of scared, you know, when he when he she yells at him, you know, type of thing. Yeah. See, so like you see a human side. That's why I love him. I, I like I like him a lot. I wish he was a good guy. <laughs> it's like one of those characters that you can kind of feel will turn into a good guy. But oh, not definitely, fun. I can see that too. Yeah, like as soon as they finally put Homea, I hate Homea so much. I I I love her like little. Does, is she technically a plasma user? Like she negates a dola burst and stuff. Like like she negates attacks. I don't think I want because plasma she's is like the only thing. She's electric almost. Yeah, yeah. she she, she can't magnetism. She can't negate plasma because Arthur is like her biggest nemesis. Just Homea in general, when she sticks her tongue out, can't fucking stand that. 
acts all crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can deal with her craziness, but just something about the over excessive, the excessive tongue use, it just bothers the crap out of me. Like, I love how strong she is. Yeah. And that's awesome. And then when she's like whipping around the city like she's Spider Man, that was pretty. <laughs> I, I laughed at that. Like, I thought of you right away. <laughs> I, know you, I know you're a huge Spider Man fan, yep, Lance. Yep. And I thought of you right away. She was like, because she got weakened. Like, she couldn't yep. have her full extent of powers or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's swinging yeah, away. The EMP blast. through Arthur's uh, ex- extension. <laughs> um, now that we're talking about the uh, Guardians, I don't know. Not. It's not that every one of them are have their eyes covered, but I want to talk about their eyes being covered. Amea's got that crown, like it looks like a crown. I don't know, yeah, it's just yeah. an upside down and the crown that's pulled over her eyes. And Sharon's got that bandana over his eyes. I guess those were the only two that come to mind. Was there more? Not well, that... Amea's a pillow. She is a pillow. Yeah. She is a pillow. Oh, good yeah. point. She's not a guardian. What guy? But, that, one but that doesn't matter because Inca's a pillow and she has her eyes open. But her guardian is the necromancer, and her hair is covering her eyes. Yeah. Oh, you're, then you're talking about the Guardians then. Probably, I think, all the Guardians have their eyes covered. That's true. Not all the pillars do. Um, uh, technically, well, Shinra is a pillar. Shinra's a pillar, but he doesn't have a Guardian. Show, well, show not that we know of yet. He oh, yeah, might who? have a Guardian. That's that's another it, thing. Oh, yeah, they want, were saying That's another thing I wanted to get into because... Shinra, oh, you're talking about Shinra, Shinra, sorry. No, um, that's another thing I want to get into because Shinra... His Shinra Guardians. is a pillar. Yeah. yeah. Who's but his Guardian? Company 8. I think they were trying to say that but at the no, end of no, season two. But that, that's what he believes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's his belief. But obviously, the evangelist wants to put an appointed guardian to everybody else. Right. Something to so there's somebody, cover there, his weak spots. There, there's a white clad out there that we haven't met yet. I believe that we haven't met yet that's seen as guardian. Sure. I mean, they would definitely add a nice or little that, twist to season three or something. Or that we might have met that we don't know is a white clad. Right. The only the only person that could be... Arthur. But no, the he's, only, he's too dumb. No, but the only thing that I guess he would make for a good pillar. I mean, for a good. The guardian. only restrictions though is it's got to be somebody that hasn't seen their eyes. Well, is, you, is that official though, or is no, this just something? Because because I thought we were talking about the guardians. You yeah. see Arrow's eyes. She gets her face ripped up, or like oh, you're oh yeah, for Arrow. Arrow is a guardian. Yeah, yeah, know. but still, when they're in the field of battle, they always have their eyes covered whenever whenever True. they can. But she still got hers ripped up during a battle, so technically. But you know what I mean. But let's let's say speculation. Let's just like well hypothetical. Let's just say Arthur is Cena's guardian, right? Huh? In battle or whenever they're fighting the Evangelist, they would have to have their eyes covered. Yeah, you know I mean, I wouldn't really try to assume that somebody in his company is one of their guardians. I'm just saying. I, I think there's a guardian that we haven't met yet. Yeah, that would be true. Because if we're going to go on the base of their eyes being covered, everybody's eyes are wide open. They see everything. So we can't, there is no one, I can't think of anybody else in the entire series that hasn't seen. No, so it's probably only people that are part of the white clan. White clan? White clan. White clan. Yeah. That um, have guardians. But that doesn't, as Tron proved, they will still protect Shinra because he's a villain. Because he's a pillar, if he is going to die by the hands of somebody else, traveling around because they need him alive. Yes, very true. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. So that being said, back to the uh, Jerome, and he was uh, absorbing uh, that kid's attack, Nautico's attack. His his blindfold almost got burned off of him. Like you can see a little bit underneath. And I was I was sitting there waiting, like, please let this thing come off. Let's let him see. 
I want to see if there's a difference between him being blindfolded and him seeing the real light. Like, I don't know. They don't even explain how they can be blindfolded and still see perfectly. Like, is it going to go, like, Dragon Ball and they can sense energy? Or they can... Well, they technically kind of do that with the life force. When... The, like, the breath of life? Yeah, the breath of life. Uh-huh. So that might be something similar. Honestly, I kind of just, just uh, I get exactly what you're saying. Are, I we thought reading, about it? are we reading too deep into this for yeah. anime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about it too, but I'm like, honestly, like what I thought to myself is like, it's an anime. You know, they're gonna make you think they can sense shit around you. Like, right. remember, like the old school Daredevil with like Ben Affleck, like where you can like <laughs> see his bulk? see vibrations. That's exactly yeah. what I think with anime. Like when when they have somebody's eyes covered or their eyes closed, like. They can see what Daredevil. And, yeah, and I can 100% see. agree because that was the first thing I thought of too. Yeah, so it's just like a small, like, they didn't really explain it, but they just kind of like, oh, it's anime. Disregard it. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, no, that's a good point because that was pissing me off too. I was like, it's like, fuck it. I just got to admit. I just got to admit it's anime. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not really going to tell you every little fucking thing. But they do, like Lance said before, they do get really scientific about a couple of things. Yeah. So I like that. Who was the one that had the fire poo-poo blaster? Oh, she was one of the, uh, sorry, I only said that because it really, I fuck, I was cracking up so much in that episode. That girl that has, like, the, uh, the monkeys that not, shoot not, fire through their, yeah, like the, through their butts. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like, that was funny, and then it really pissed me off where, like, it took them so fucking long to defeat this one little robot. And then she has, like, a hundred of them yep, yep. coming in. <laughs> So you're telling me she's that powerful? Right. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. But then, then who defeats him? I, I forgot. Somebody defeats him on like a swipe. Uh, my note says White Clad shows up after the fire cuckoo last year. Uh, Inca starts fighting. Yeah, Inca comes here with her infernals. I know, but somebody defeats all those little robots because she has to call her big robot out. Oh, no, no. Uh, Hinawa? 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 Yeah. Hinawa has her electricity. Never mind. We're all clear. Kamea. Oh, man, Hamea. That's yeah. Hinoa is print. No, it's Hibana. Hamea. Hibana. Haomea is the pillar. The pillar. Okay. Haomea has that electricity power where she can just get rid of them. And that's what happens. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Now that we're talking about it. What else you guys got, man? Like, what's. Actually, I know. I have another question for you. Uh, so, I do have a question. When you guys were first watching it, what was your initial reaction to Joker? How's that changed since? Like when he had, uh, when he was up on the training facility. Yeah, when he was, he was talking, in the training facility, yeah. I thought for sure he was going to be the main bad guy. Okay. I thought, uh, well, he, he introduced the idea that his brother's still alive. Yep. And I'm like, okay, well, now he's keeping him a hostage. And he's too powerful for Shinra to do anything against. But for some reason, he didn't kill Shinra at that moment. Yeah. So, I don't know, he just, he just had a cliffhanger and then. I didn't know what to think too much other than he's got to be the bad guy. From the rookie games? Yep. I thought the same thing. I thought he was a bad guy. I I, I kind of wanted to believe that, you know, he was a, well, he was a bad guy, but the real bad guy was uh, Victor Light, Leet, Leet. Hmm. because they do, they do show him in a scene before that. Yeah. But, uh. Um, they work together. Yeah. Or communicate. Yeah. So I wanted to believe that, you know, obviously, I wanted to believe that. Victor Lee was, you know, the mastermind behind all this. Uh-huh. Uh, it turns out Joker's a whole different person. You know what I mean? Right. I kind of thought of the whole Android series in Dragon Ball Z, where you had that professor that creates these androids, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, 
Joker was definitely a mystery from the get-go, but I was really excited to see him. He had a little bit more of a flair to the to the TV or to the anime. Uh-huh. So uh, it, it was interesting to he didn't kill Shinra. So it was interesting to find out why he wanted him alive. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I definitely thought he was the bad guy until like he didn't kill him. Like really do anything. I was like, all right, so what, what's going to be his purpose then? Because I didn't think he was a bad guy after the initial, but I was like, hmm, what's, what's going on with this guy? Why, why are they introducing him? Like, he's not going to be the bad guy kind of thing. Right? Kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah. You just want to talk about Giovanni? Sure. Because he's a odd character. I don't know about you guys, but when I first heard his voice, I automatically thought of uh, Bane from Batman, from the Batman movies, because he had his mouth covered. I, I can do that. Yeah, they did a good job with the, the voice acting. Uh, where he sounded uh, masked perfectly. I mean, obviously, because he's masked. Do you guys think he's actually a human? Oh, uh, well. Because he's been worked on so much. Like, is there anything left of him? Well, did you, well, you saw the final episodes. Right. Like, where he, he's, he's like just, an insect. He, he became, quote unquote, more compatible with the insects. He basically turned into an insect himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I believe he was human because he, he even admits himself, like, in the end of the episode where he's like, only a person with an adola burst can connect with a person with an adola burst type of thing can link right. with them. Unless another unless a person without a adola burst somehow got in contact with an adola burst. You know what I mean? So he admitted he was human, but then he also admitted that he experimented with his insects. Oh yeah. So he turned his, he turned himself into into an insect. He's just insect before. He's, yeah, he's, he's just, just a mad, sci- mad scientist. That's what he is. Just yeah. Uh, brought him to the extreme where he's. Can't go back. Because if, uh, when he is the disciple of, uh, we'll call him Vector, but it's not Vector, it's, uh, the scientists, not, not the scientists, but the people who cre- helped create the Materasu. Uh, Vulcan's family? Vulcan, yeah, he's a disciple of their, so he learned about mechanical items from his grandfather, from Vulcan's grandfather. So his dad and Giovanni actually learned that's right. So it's oh yeah, sure. I'm sorry about that. That right there shows that he was at least once human, but has gone so far beyond. There's no turning back, which is kind of what they've shown. Yeah, at that last fight with Shira. But I guess uh, another moment I want to bring up is at the end, here at the end of season two when uh, Giovanni gets cut down by Arthur. And he's got those little feelers. That can <sighs> that can sense like emotional and psychological thoughts and whatever, and then Arthur just goes mind blank, <laughs> and because of his dumbness, he's able to defeat Giovanni. That gave me that gave me a good giggle. <sighs> Man, you know now that you bring that up, there's another scene way before that. Arthur is so dumb. <laughs> Arthur is so dumb that how dumb is he? He forgot. He was right-handed. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Why is come on, Why man. does this not feel right? <laughs> Bro, like, seriously? He's getting his ass beat, and he has his Excalibur in his left hand. He's getting his oh. ass beat the whole time. And then once he's, like, had enough, he's like, oh, wait. Excalibur's not on the right hand. You know, not, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> You're so dumb that you forgot what, what hand you were, like, left-handed, right-handed. Come on. It was, Damn, good, was good. it was a good comedy thing. And then the bad guy was like, there's no way you can defeat me just by switching hands. And then he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's because his imagination. It's his, uh, his will. What do they describe it as? His will to fight. 
or something. That's what gives them power. I do like that though. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 really it's just awesome. You know, just the imagine the, the imagination where like Vulcan makes him uh, a horse. <laughs> so, so he thinks he's donkey. like a knight, <laughs> yeah. a knight in shining armor, riding into a, like a battle with a horse, a gray stallion. Yep. It's like, dude, I love that. That's awesome. And then the, when they go to the Nether again, and he's talking and trying to command all the troops, and they talk about just follow the Arthur guidebook because yep, yep, play, like play along with it so that he yeah. he can be strong. It's like, oh, that's funny. They made a guidebook for him. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so it's that Arthur in that aspect is so unique to anime. That, like I really, I love, I love seeing how stupid he is because it's <laughs> always a good, and how much it makes him stronger, just because of his imagination. Yeah, all of it. You know, another character we need to talk about is uh, that one kid from Station Four. Oh man, what's his name? He can like almost emit enough power with a special attack that uh, Captain Burns does. Oh, uh, yeah, that's in my notes somewhere. He's got that, that, that ink that he can... He's, I think he was trained under Burns, but yeah, he has that, like... Light, fire ink. He can yeah. ink himself up, and all of a sudden he's got, like, a big power boost. That was during Ogun. the... Ogun. Ogun, yeah. Um, Bro, that dude's... That kid's a badass. That was during the uh, the Chinese Peninsula arc. Yeah, that kid's a badass. And I, and I feel like he will be joining... Season three, like he would be doing he better. Season three. He did not get enough screen time because no, he's yeah. obviously strong. Oh yeah, he was like skateboarding through the air, and that run that reminded me of Static Shock, man. That yes, was, that exactly. Was cool. That's that what was, I was thinking the entire time. That was pretty cool, man. I static like Shock was a great show. Yeah, this dude just gets this huge power boost. Kid was strong, that's for sure. You gotta be interested to see if he comes back. Okay, well, since we're still in that same area, we're back in the uh, Chinese Peninsula. Let's talk about Matarasu version 2.0, or even if it was the precursor. I think it was the second the was, version 2. Technically, it was the first one. It was the first one? Oh, yeah. okay. And you had that, uh, that Infernal with all the Infernal dogs and all that. He was, like, whatever. They were collecting tablets, and yeah. uh, they were talking about how all that re- refers to Pi, and... Uh, Fucking Arthur says circumference. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I don't know what I is, but I know circumference. Yep. <laughs> they, just like Pokemon with the golden GS ball, they never talked about it again. They introduced that, and then the rest of season two went on, and they stopped talking about what's going on with that. I mean, I hardcore expect an answer in season three. Or at least later sometime in the manga. I can see that, because it, uh-huh. it'll help tie it all together, because they do find out. The biggest thing was they find out that the uh, Matarasu is only works because of basically human sacrifices. Yeah, so that's, which powers the Matarasu as an adult version. Yes, and that's going to be a huge one right there. Do we have any insight on who is powering both the Matarasus? They just said that an adult version is powering, and that's what's making everyone live. Well, that's what, the Chinese Peninsula. Is powered by that one demon that we saw. We're not demon, but that one that chick, that chick that's that we saw. The, the protect the forest girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Amaterasu is powered by somebody else that we don't know yet. Right. So I think it's the original pillar or the first pillar from two hundred fifty years ago. The uh, that that cataclysm has all of that hatred that takes Ooh. over Shinra. I think it's her. Yeah, we didn't get too much on her, like. No, that's we really only get like the glimpses because he has the dreams about her. Yeah, and yes. then when he gets taken over by her, that's it. Like that's so. I think that's who it is. 
Ooh, I'm I guess that's the same boat with you. I guess that's another thing I'm a little disappointed about. In the beginning of season two, Shino was possessed, and he went to that like that form where he was fucking possessing that ass. I expect that to happen at least another time. Like, I, I, like somebody have control of his body again? Like when, Ar- that when Arthur had to fight him and shit? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think it will. Honestly, I, I, I feel like, you know, with these animes, obviously, it's good some time, mm-hmm. but I feel like he had enough time to, like, control that. To not get it. I feel like they straight up forgot about it for a while. Like, they just continued with the main story and they forgot about that this chick is in the back of his head. There are some times where, like, they kind of just skip over some stuff. Yeah. It I feels th- like they skip over some stuff. Yeah, I, I but, think this, the writing was a little sloppy on that aspect, specifically. Not to say that it was a bad story, but, like, I think that they would have paid a little bit more attention and incorporated her because I feel like they introduced her, she and her got crazy, and then. Arthur stopped him, and that was it. And then she got sprinkled in here and there, but it's not like anything came of it. Also, it was um, how they kind of how they introduced uh, Wemma because Palmea, Palmea, because she kind of like allowed for it to happen by somewhat taking over. She like basically allowing the passage to happen, and then she that whoever that girl is kind of did the rest. Mm, so, we also we should also talk about. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know much more. I just wanted to say uh, how she took on the form of the priest girl in Company Eight. How Sheena always referred to the Iris. vision, Iris. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, that's who he would see, but that's not necessarily who she was, or or is it? I don't know. It might be. That's a great point because they even mentioned that where they they kind of have a little cutscene with that. I I believe is when Sheena joins their to baptize the weapons. Yep. The, yep. Of the church. It's easy to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, while we're at this moment real quick, the father bursts into an inferno out of nowhere. They didn't explain that one. At this point, we know that bugs turn people infernal. Not all of them. Not all they're, of them. They're, they're still human, spontaneous human combustion. Yes. Well, there is, quote unquote, spontaneous. It's not yes. necessarily 100% the bugs. Okay. Yeah. Then never mind. I, I was going to poke the fact that this guy just turned into a fur out of nowhere. Was there a white clad in the area? Because after he turned and it was basically, it was almost, it almost felt like a filler episode to me, but they didn't really go into detail about anything. I kind of like, I kind of like episodes like that because you kind of see their outside moments. You yeah. Know what I mean? Though it might be a filler to the story, but at the same time, they're putting backstory and character development. Yeah. And that's the important part. Because it shows Iris has some doubt. And then oh, the doubt. I think that was a, a very important part for her development was her doubt. And then Shinra kind of helps. Like, you can still believe and still have some doubt. Right. So, you know, now that we're into this episode, um, this this is a very religious anime, obviously. You know, people know. Uh-huh. You know, especially in this episode, you know, it really hit on the point. Like, people do have, you know, disbelief or whatever, belief or whatever. But... I really like what Shinra did, like, they kind of uncovered that, oh, well, this religion was created from a uh, white clan that can morph his face, basically. Yep, that guy. Yeah. And, you know, like, it really hit home for a lot of people that are, you know, very religious. You know, do you still believe in what you believe in, besides knowing the fact that, you know, it was created in a false pretense, I guess? Right. And uh, how would you continue on with this? And, like, Shinra, you know, talking to Iris, that was later in the episode, but before Shinra talked to Iris, he was talking to that, uh, uh, I don't know if he's a lieutenant, but it was that one dude from uh, Station One. And uh, 
basically explained how he still believes in the sun. The sun was still there from the very, the, the very beginning. And, you know, that's his belief and it's never going to change. But, you know, that, that episode was really fucking very deep in the whole religious aspect of it. Right. Because, like they found proof that their religion isn't true because it's been based on that, that face guy who could fake it all. But with that being said, sorry, I mean, I wasn't really going to go anywhere with that, but, um, <laughs> the evangelist that, uh, I'm, I'm just going to call it a her, the one that's giving grace to everybody. And Grace is with a capital G because that's how Shinra was able to break the, t- the speed of light barrier and how show can slow down time. That's how they get their super boosted attacks. They're they're double links. They're double links. I mean, I guess. Well, I also wanted to ask, how did that girl from Matarasu who gave them who gave Shinra one second's worth of grace? How is she able to just get that power? So they're all from. This other world called Adola. Yes. AKA Hell. Yes. Well, at least that's how. I that was in my notes somewhere because they said that it was, it was it was like Hell or something. Was, yeah. yeah. That, that's how we would describe it. As, right. You know, religious terms Hell, mm-hmm. but it's essentially another world, and she was able to give essentially that Adola power from Hell to Shima for just the, the moment. So this for one second. For yeah. one second. So the. I guess moving at the speed of light, you almost. That's why I so much. I laughed before Shinra laughs. Like, dude, you don't even need a second. If this dude can stop time or move through time without yeah, yeah. moving at the speed of light, is almost infinite time. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yo, one <laughs> second, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So they kind of delayed that. I was like, ah, okay, I know what's coming. <laughs> right, and yeah, it, it was. So she, I, they're from the same place. They're almost aliens. You could call them. So they explained that the bugs came from a meteor. Yes. I got that in my notes in the end of season two or whatever, but uh, I mean, I want more information on that. These bugs are coming from a whole other area of the universe. I don't know what the hell's going on in the, the origins of that part of the universe. That'd be interesting to see if they bring it up. Fucking a real hell out there. <laughs> so what else you guys got? Uh, I feel like we can that. talk about uh, Tamaki and Maki. The fact, well, just for starters... I don't know about you guys, but distinguishing the two in season one was oh. so goddamn hard. Like, who is Tamaki? Who is Maki? Who has what powers? But after watching everything and taking notes and whatever, Tamaki is the one with the cat powers. Yep. And Maki is the one with the uh, the two little flames that control like those little rocket punches. It's kind of the one the Vulcan creates. Sputter. Sputter. Yeah. Thank Sputter. you. Sputter. Sputter. There's a second one. Sputter and there's a second one. I can't remember. I remember uh, it's in my notes. It's in my notes. Anyway, Maki, Maki's the one with the uh, the military dad, yep. with a badass dad who just loves his little daughter, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I always got a kick out of that. I'm glad. My, I'm gl- oh, season two was super great and getting into everybody's backstory without. Uh, I love that. With, I love with, that. Without uh, destroying the whole idea of where season two is going to end up going. Yeah. So I'm glad I went into Maki. Maki's cool. Maki was more badass in season one when she had uh, Flutter and whatever doing her attacks. Yeah, then they turn her into a witch. No, that's Tamaki. No, that's Maki. Tamaki turns into the, the cat. The cat, but they also make her like a sister. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's where I thought you were going. Yeah, Tamaki turned into a, prank, a, a priestess. That's yeah. another thing. I, that's what I was going to get into eventually was, I don't know how you guys feel, but 
I did not like the idea that Tamaki turned into a priest. I didn't. I, I wanted her to just be her badass. I just wanted her to be a badass. Well, she wasn't really a badass because she had that cat power, but she didn't really know what to do with it. Right. Like she had some speed. She had uh, like she her she tail. went to school where she went, but her life was brought up to be a sister. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Damn, did I miss that? Yeah. They actually revisited it. Uh, revisited that in season two. Yes, yeah, so she, talking she about goes to school to be a, a sister because of her lucky like Fletcher. Is that the word? Yeah, she basically just joins the fire force. Okay, uh, and, but that's why she joins. Oh, I don't know why I didn't put those two. Well, she joined one. fire force station one because of uh, Rika, the stars guy. Rika, 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 and because she was going to essentially going to school to be a sister, she just did. She never took the test to be a sister. Essentially, is what it was. And then too Mom, much of a hope, bro. But her really. clothes fall off. Come on, man! You trip on a stone and your clothes fall off. Come on! Not only that, but like randomly, all of a sudden, Sheena's hand is under her bra and on her boob. And a lot of her, fan service. Well, not a lot of fan service, but there's definitely, definitely in the beginning explained fan service. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, there was a lot of fan service for her, at least. And oh, don't they, get me wrong. Season two had a lot of the fan service too. Well, not not as much with her, but there was still a little bit, just not as much. At least with Tomki. I don't know. I've, yeah, this this one definitely had quite a bit of fan service, though. Just in general, this whole mm-hmm. anime does. So, Matt, let me ask you real quick. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this season one, season two, Fire Force. Great anime. You know, people are getting into it. It's very popular. We're watching the anime. Me and Lance are watching the anime. What do you have for the manga? Uh, one thing I do want to bring up that we did really bring up is the different generations of the fire users. So technically all infernals are considered a first generation. So basically that means they can't do anything with fire. They turn the spontaneous combustion just Sorry. turns them into an infernal. So fire zombies. Yes. Okay. Okay. A second generation essentially is the same thing, but they can, can manipulate fire. So like if they were they can't spontaneously combust because they can manipulate the fire. And then a third generation uses it as a power. So they can manipulate fire as air however they want, but they can create it, and then they can create it. Right. So that's the main differences between the three. So can I uh, cut you in here real quick and ask, what about, so you said first generation is people that turn infernal. Yep. What about the infernals that still have, like the one that uh, Princess Ivana or whatever, Princess. Self-conscious, you know, self-conscious. The self-conscious one, that, uh, the princess. What would, they be, what would they be considered as? They're still technically first generation because they still turn into an infernal. They just have a little bit of consciousness left over. So it's kind of like 1.5 and a half. Yeah, sure. And they don't they don't really go into it too much. They're just like, oh, this is an anomaly. And then Obama was like, wow, well, I want to study this. Yeah, because that dude kind of disappears. They like, oh, they. He dies. He does? I don't remember dying. I think Arthur. Oh, crap. The, the one that was conscious, the infernal that became unconscious, that Princess the, took. In the very beginning. It's like episode like eight or something like that. The, he used to be a firefighter, then he started killing a bunch of people. And then right, oh! right after he got sentenced innocent, he turned it into an infernal. Fire Station 8 and 5 fought for him. Yep. And then uh, whatever happened to him? I think he dies. I don't because know. I think Arthur. After that, five know. took him in, did experiments, and controlled him. Yeah. And then when eight invaded five, 
Arthur that fights him. Arthur yeah. fights him and kills him. Yeah, that was that what happened. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what happened. Yep, okay. I remember that a little bit. Okay, I guess I blanked on. That was you know like 40 episodes ago. So it's yeah, okay. <laughs> it's been a while. Anyways, go for it. So just there weren't a whole lot of differences. Just so everybody knows, season two ends on chapter 174. Damn. Yes, you read a lot. Yes, it took a lot. It, it definitely took me a lot. And each each page was more than a handful of slides too. They weren't like cheaping out. Yeah, it, it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. And the anime does a very good job as following true to the manga. There's no filler episodes or anything like that. Everything you see in the anime is what you see in the manga. There's a couple little like. Maybe an added scene here or there, but other than that, like, nothing changes. So it's as far as I'm concerned, or as far as the manga men is concerned, it's not, I don't have a whole lot. One thing we did miss is that guy who can change people's faces, is, his name is Jonah. Jonah? Jonah. That's his name. Yeah, I don't think I remember that from the anime. I don't remember that, but and they he, might have said it. He turns into Raffles the first. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they oh, that, that definitely explains so that. That's, that's Jonah. That's the reason why they uh, can explain that the whole religion itself is a fake because yes, it's all fake because of him. That means that dude is 250 years old. Plus. Yeah. Plus. 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 Yeah. And, Which we need to know more about that because that dude only showed his face like twice in all of season two. Like once in the middle-ish and once in the final episode. Yeah. And well, you'll, completely probably, different. you'll probably see a lot more of him yeah, season three. Just like a slime, I stopped as soon as I got to, I got through season two. And one thing, I don't know if they really talk about it in the anime, I don't remember, is that they talk about, they call anybody with an Adola Burst, they call them a fourth generation fire user. Oh. So they, all the pillars, they consider them fourth generation users. Oh, I think that might have actually said that because I think, who is the, uh, the, one of the newer pillars, the crazy one who wants danger. Inca. 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 Yeah. Wasn't she saying something along the lines of her mm. being like a, even a fifth pillar? Like, no, a fourth. She's on my uh, Oh, she was. A fourth generation. She talks about being a fourth or, generation. Sorry, sorry. It's fourth generation. I don't know why I said pillar. Yeah. But you kind of have to put two and two together. Okay. As far as being a fourth generation and an adult user. So, can you break down what the generations are? Like, uh, the third? So yeah, you already did. You, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, you already did. yeah, yeah one no. was the infernals. Two was oh yeah, yeah. Control one, one fire, fire, but they can't. Yeah. They can't Man- manipulate. Manipulate the third one. Okay, um, that's just fine. Um, with that being said, going back to uh, manipulating and controlling, I want to go back to Benny Maru versus I think it was Maki. Benny Maru has an X in his eye and a circle in his eye. And the whole reason for that one in the beginning of season one was to signify that he can both manipulate fire and he can create fire. And that's what made him such a powerful person. But at the same time, couldn't Maki do the same? No, never mind. She was making her sputters out of already used yeah, flames. Used yeah. Flames. Okay. I was going to say, why Why doesn't Maki have eyes similar? But All I know about Benimaru, bro, is that they are all afraid of Yep. Yep. It's too badass. And they better stay that fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's my boy, man. I'm telling you, man. Uh, Benny Barrow, at the end of the next season, if season three is going to be the final season, I'm just saying, he, he better be walking away a fucking hero. Like I he said, better man, not like die I mentioned before, it, it took me a while to get into it. And, you know, like, I love I love the storyline. I love the whole plot line, whatever. 
but give me some more Benny Maru, <laughs> Captain One, uh, Captain Station Burns. One, Burns, and Joker, man. I'm telling you. Oh, they, some they've got some history to uncover, yeah. Give me some more of that and I'll be good. Any more manga? Um, Dr. Giovanni talks about phototaxasis, which is basically a bodily movement of a modal organism in response to light. So the bugs, they, that's what they're doing, is phototaxasis. Yeah. They're responding to light? Yes. So they're basically bringing the light out and making people turn into infernals. Okay. I like how scientific and these big fire terms that they're using, like to us little commoners that don't know anything. <laughs> like they, they use so many awesome words, like tephrosis. But tephrosis is the one where, uh, where they used up so much of the oxygen in their bodies and they, they it burned out like uh, Conroe. Conroe was the one that had tephrosis. Is that yep, my yeah, name? Right? Yep. Like just all these cool terms. I just. I really appreciate all this stuff. And then one thing that's big that I just know is going to play a big part is there is a character that kills the captain in... So the Station 8? Not Station 8, but the captain from right at the, the very end of Season 2. Uh, captain... Oh, Station 2? Burns? No, no, Station 1 is Burns. Yeah. Uh, the captain that dies right at the Oh, end. the the grandfather of the healer chick. Yes. The one that gets hung by his own... Oh, his own, yeah. I, I, they, I can't he, remember what station I, I think he from. starts with an H. But he was, like, all horny about... He was a masochist. Yeah. He was 100% yeah. a masochist. Oh, yeah. He wanted the fire. <laughs> and so they, they call it... They call it a, a suicide just because he's like, well, this guy's a masochist, and he just kind of got caught up in his own knives, but it's like, the guy own. had knives going from head to foot. How did he kill himself? Or, right. yeah, how did he kill himself that way? And in the anime, or excuse me, in the manga, there, uh, there is a guy that calls himself the Butcher. And the only reference you get is you see his golden he, The captain talks about his golden arm. Yeah, because they show well, that in the anime. Where the, the guy had a golden arm and he levitated a bunch of other like metallic items. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know, I'm just saying metallic because I don't really remember if they were all golden or not, or if, but all the straps that hung the, the captain and then a bunch of knives get brought through them. You see that in the Adola link with Shinra. Yeah, because Shinra saw it. And as soon as he became conscious after waking up from training with Benny Maru, the first thing he says is, is, uh, whatever his name captain is. Captain so-and-so dead. Is he dead? Yeah. And the new one, he was like, they just lost over it. Like, why wouldn't Benny Mario be like, oh, yeah, uh, what do you, what the hell are you talking about? You know, what was that, was whatever. And, yeah, so that's, it's, he calls himself the Butcher, and he has an arm made of gold. Yep. Yeah, so that's probably what we've seen, is just, we don't know his name yet. Yeah. In, in the, in the anime, anime world. Anime, sure. Yeah, like, like I said, they did, oh, the, one thing they do say is, what is Benny Mario trying to teach? Them to use. I watched it. Like I don't remember the. Uh, it's in the final episode. I got a note. It's called the Press of Death. Press of Death. No, <laughs> it's um, something strength. They're talking about specific strength. Hysterical strength. Hysterical strength. What? Yeah, yeah they call it hysterical strength. Oh. They're using hysterical strength to reach the precipice of death. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. And in the in the manga, they just call it uh, hysterical strength, fire, super strength. 
Yeah, it's so basically they're super saiyan. That's form. another thing that I fucking love. This is the second time they went back to train with Benny Maru. Yeah. Bro, the source of power, man. Take advantage of that shit. Uh-huh. Benny Maru training you? Like, this dude doesn't give a fuck. Like, this dude reminds me of, like, a regular 90s kid with a skateboard, not giving a fuck. <laughs> and when you kick him out of a fucking party, he's like, bro, fuck you, you know. I am the party. I am the party. <laughs> exactly, bro. Like, that, that, that's it. So, when it comes to Benny Maru, take, take what's given to you and appreciate it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, at the end of the season two, they're training with Ben Amaru. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that's you how know? it fucking ends, too. Yeah, I fucking hate it. I hate it. I, I thought they were going to bring out another episode, like, explaining, you know, once they got their powers mastered, what happens next. But, oh, man, Ben Amaru, a trainer to these kids, these rookies. Not I, even rookies anymore. We're probably in their second year now. I think so. Yeah, yeah probably, probably second year. But yeah, I'm, I'm just I mean, training these kids. I man. know Shinra said that he was training like a year or so ago. Like not not much time has passed at all between seasons one and two. Like it's all con- pretty consistent within like a year's time. So was that was that it for your? Yep, mind? that's that's all I really got as far as. So like I said, they they did a really good job as far as the manga and anime are concerned. Keep it all right, all right. close by. So Ricky, would you say that's what you're looking forward to for? Season three. Oh, man. Season, like I said, season three, man. Yeah, I'm glad Lance didn't go first because he'll take my answer. <laughs> but, uh, the obvious. Give me some more, uh, Benimaru and Joker. That's, uh, that's all I ask for. Give me some more on that shit and I'll be happy. You know, obviously, Shinra, Shinra's a great, you know, storyline, story plot, whatever. Main character. Main character. But, uh, Shinra, or not Shinra, but Benimaru and Joker just have that. They've ominous. Too bottom. much more to know. They, they just have that mysterious shit, and I just want to know more about them. So, what about you, Lance? I want to see more of this uh, press to death shit. That, that was the cliffhanger of the end of season two, and this is going to be the super. Uh, this has to be the Super Saiyan of Shinra, essentially. I don't remember what they called it. In, uh, you talking about a special it. attack? No, no, not a special attack. I was going to refer to. My Hero Academia, but <laughs> that's whatever. I want to see more of that. I want to see. I want to see Shinra's evolution. I want to see Arthur's evolution because both of them were uh, powering up. Uh, we need to see more of Captain Burns, and we need more see more of Joker because both of them got their eyes burned out. Also, in lieu with that, the people with the scars. The mm. people with the scars are the ones that have proof that they had links with Adola, which means Conroe. And that other chick or some... There was a chick at the end of season two. I can't remember her name right now. Yeah, she's the captain of six. Yeah. So the scars need to be further exploited. And I almost I, I almost want to say that I expect season three to be the finale just of the series itself. I don't know how... That's just what I'm, what I'm getting at. I know 280 chapters. So I'm going to go with not... We're, okay, three. so we're 170 as of season two, or as of season two, and there's still an additional hundred chapters, and it's not it's not necessarily completed yet. No, it's not done yet. Okay, so we can probably expect four seasons at least, at, at least. Yep. So I would also like to see. Okay, so in episode 17 of season two, Hajima agreed to back up Vulcan to create a newer and better Amaterasu that was uh, not going to create, or that went to demanded an Adola burst to 
power essentially the, the world, the city, whatever the Matarasu is powering. It's an energy source. Yeah, it's an energy yeah. source. So Vulcan promised to come through with not needing that orbit. So I want to see Vulcan coming through with that. And uh, crap, I forgot what the other one I was going to say at this moment. But uh, what, what's the next one? What do you guys expect? Um, pretty much everything you guys have covered. I want to see what happens with the other captains, see what happens. And then see what happens with Shinra's abilities. So I think that's going to be a big one. It's just what does he do with his abilities? And then also finding, seeing if they find the rest of the pillars, if they do that in season three, or what's going to happen with that one. That'll be interesting. Who the other pillars are and what their abilities are going to be. At this moment, do we know the max amount of pillars? Eight. There is eight, eight. eight pillars. Do we have seven? Are we missing one? Six. Because the kid was the sixth pillar. Okay, so they still need to introduce a couple more. Yeah, two more. That's good to know. That concludes today's episode of Fire Force. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Anime Lounge podcast. Please rate, review, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Anime Lounge podcast. 